If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za. Mr. Mohajane, how are you, sir? Welcome to Kaya Biz. Thank you very much. Uh, good, good evening and good evening to your listeners, uh, Google. It's always a delight to speak to you, uh, whether it be on public finances or the South African investment environment from a private sector point of view. And I guess the benefit that we have of speaking to you this evening is the fact that you've worn both hats and have experience in both fields. And many of us took a look at the budget speech last week delivered by Finance Minister Inoko Dongwana. There was slight confusion around uh, Chief Ekra, uh, of course, managing our debt servicing costs and understanding where the growth opportunities will come from. But a week later, now that we've digested some of these facts, figures, and the standing of our fiscal position. I'm keen to understand what your thoughts are on the tightrope the finance minister had to juggle last week. Look, I think it's important firstly to uh, recognize that the team did very well once more, this time around again. This applies to all of us with a very, very tight environment, fiscal environment that they have. They were able to come up with something good uh, that's general they did they did well but look mm-hmm. we, we still have to see the impact i think look uh, the debt to gdp is worrying and um, and secondly i think declining tax revenues are worrying that's why you can imagine they, they didn't increase any taxes they had to play around in getting the 15 billion rent uh, on average uh, so that we be able to ease the pressure that may be impacted either on business or individuals so so without moving to tax brackets and making any, not making any changes, that's, that's a welcome thing. But look, the reality is that, uh, you know, is there enough, is there enough to actually uh, ensure that the economy performs at levels that we want to? Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think we're there yet. The reforms are still being talked about, which is still a worrying factor. But the reality is that we have, we, we have a lot to do as a country. We still have a way to go before we can really do what, what I think is good. But with what they have, they, I think they did very well. And maybe let's talk about the reforms that you mentioned there, Dondo, uh, that uh, if we can elaborate and just uh, deep dive into some of them that would be required, uh, especially on the back of the uh, management of state-owned entities at the moment. Look, it, it, again, you know, if you look at Transnet, for instance, if you look at ESCOM, I mean, those, those two in particular, those two entities, um, the energy situation remains a challenge. The movement of goods, the movement of goods, uh, you know, to market remains an issue. I think we, we, there's an acknowledgement that this, this functionality that we saw in, in, in Transnet currently and been addressed, and I'm happy that the finally there's, there's new management, there's confirmation of the new CEO. That on its own will bring the necessary confidence that's needed. So I think, um, you know, and, and for me, I think I think that's a good step in the right direction. Um, and correctly said now, one in the private sector, you can see the impact that some of these have. If you don't move your goods, your mining, your, your mining products, if you don't if you don't move them too quickly to port, that that remains an issue. The logistics, the whole logistics system, you know, from from mines, from 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 plants through to port, if that's taking too long, and even the processing of incoming goods is, 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 is an issue. So I think for me. For me, that's, that's one area that I think we still have to do. Bottlenecks in infrastructure make it very, very difficult. Uh, the road networks, the challenges that are there, and, you know, uh, the, 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 the time it takes, uh, uh, you know, Google uh, to, to really get, get things moving in Devon and in other parts, uh, you know, the code to move in Richard Bay. For me, those, those matters in the economy 
And once we get that right, I can tell you, uh, we're really bringing to, to, to levels that, that I think we want to be at. And I'm glad you highlight this, Donda, because uh, in sorting out the energy as well as logistical constraints in South Africa, that will be able to uplift economic growth and the contribution of various sectors, mining, agriculture, manufacturing, and many others, uh, ultimately spurring on economic growth, which is needed in a country like South Africa. And this also takes us to understanding that without growth, very real risks remain uh, within the fiscal science of uh, South Africa's uh, future. Uh, take us into some of these themes, some of the solutions that National Treasury, together with key stakeholders, really need to be uh, solving for to, uh, to minimize the risks here. I mean, the, the, a couple of years ago, there, there was, you know, good, excellent piece of work that the, the, the Treasury did with the presidency and in setting up the Presidential Economic Advisory Council that was stepping in the right direction. The whole operation Bulinga, if you remember, uh, the, the, the results we beginning to see now, and the Treasury was correct in, in the budget review. If you look at it, I mean, they mentioned some of the key risks to the fiscal outlook. And remember, these risks have direct impact in, in, in terms of how uh, whether tax revenues are going to come, and also that 4.9% deficit that you're talking about it can obviously increase if clearly these risks are not are not dealt with. I mean. Um, you know, higher borrowing costs, for instance, um, uh, unaffordable wage increases that may come in the second year. On its own, that's the worrying fact, and many people don't see that coming. But I think it, we have to, you know, you know, put a good watch on 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 the unaffordable wage increase that may come in the second year. And of course, the deterioration in, in, in municipalities, in major public entities, etc. Mm. Now, let me give an example. You remember a few years ago. Uh, when Clover moved out of, you know, you know, or the plug stop or not, you know, they, they, for instance, I mean, the jobs that were lost in that area, all because of the dysfunctionality in that area, in the municipality, some of the, in, in, in that region in our country. So if we don't get these right, there's direct impact in terms of our customers and the and the products don't flourish. But I, I think, you know, for the treasury. Um, you know, to mention some of these things, and even for government-wide, when we also listen to the president's state of the nation address, to acknowledge some of the challenges that we have, it tells you that at least we know where the problem is, and we are aware of where the problems are, and, and all efforts and, 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 and energies must be put in fixing some of the things that the Treasury uh, has put, put out. So for me, I think... Uh, that, that's quite important. And, and if we don't do it right, we, we're going to have a problem moving forward. And we're not going to be able to address any of the challenges that we have because we won't have any money to spend in the fiscal. If you just joined us, it's exactly 15 minutes after 7 o'clock. We are in conversation with Dondo Mohajane, who's the former Director General at National Treasury and currently serves as the CEO of Marty Group. Uh, and Dondo, I guess many people might be saying, well, it's easy. See now, you're sitting on the other side of the table, so uh, easy to nitpick at some of the challenges that National Treasury has had to resolve, uh, given that you're now a key player in the private sector. And maybe that's where I'd like to go with this conversation for a moment. Now that you operate in the private sector, you quite literally at the coalface of evaluating investment opportunities, understanding the backlogs that take place within certain sectors of South Africa's economy, and maybe even managing and dealing with the red tape uh, that is often required. Uh, I'm keen to get your perspective. Uh, now that you're on the other side uh, of the table, uh, how would you define and describe uh, some of the challenges you've had to resolve uh, within the South African uh, macroeconomic we, landscape? We, we can do better. We can do better and... and 
uh, the fortunate part, part reason that I'm at, one would know exactly who to call, you know, what to do in order to unlock certain bottlenecks that are there. But it shouldn't be because of who I know in the system, mm. in the government system. In the thing. It must be a similar system where without making any calls or any interventions, any interventions, but things should happen. So look, I think for me, I'm on the other side of the day, but, but I think we can, speed is critical here. Speed is important and turn around, uh, you, know, um, you know, at least just respond to, to that call, you know, and, you know, respond to that email. Uh, that's so critical. I mean, I've seen, I've seen colleagues uh, in, the, in the Department of Minerals Resources, and they've, they've been very helpful in the last couple of years, I mean, a couple of months, whereby at least there is, there is response. And then and, and that sector, there's been much that we should be awaiting for. I think, look, we've we, we got, um, uh, you know, Jacob, you know, being there, barely being there, at least I'm in that space. You, you can see it's fast, this team is fast in, in ensuring, even if it's, it's not a good response, but they do respond in a, in a way that says we will help if we cannot help do the following. So that's a positive sign, but I wish that can be the whole, the whole of government. And again, in home affairs, uh, you know, some, some, you know, you have to get some visa process, some, you know, key people that you need to, to engage with in South Africa, coming from other countries, you know, how they get, you know, and the speed that they are processed also is an important thing. Because if not, then you find that you tend to lose millions and millions of rents by not just honoring an appointment. So I think, I think we've got the, We've got the basics right, but all that I think is important just to get the speed of some of these things and the agency that must be instilled in some of that first person that you call at a call center within the government system or at a municipality or at a, or a, or a, or a student company. For me, I think if we can get that right, and obviously the knowledge that those particular individuals must have, but sometimes you find that you phone and you speak to somebody, they're not able to explain exactly what the issue is, and, and then it takes a little bit of time sometimes and frustration. So, but I think, look, uh, you know, uh, I've always said being a young democracy by being 30 years old, not that old, but look, we, we, we've done well so far, but we can do better. I think, I think I, I don't want to say it's all lost in our, in our country. I still believe in the future of South Africa and the future of our, mm. of, of our government system. But I think the speed is needed. Agency should be exercised at all times in order to unlock the potential that this economy has. So uh, one is here to look at DTI, firm up, uh, you know, confirm, confirm that appointment of the DG there, because sometimes it's very difficult when a DG is acting, and I know I've seen that happen. I'm not criticizing governments, but the reality is that you, you, you want to you wanna have certainty in the people that you deal with and kind of the policy framework that you bring around and then propose. So I think we've got, we've, we've got it going for ourselves, but I... I, I'm, uh, in the last 18 months I've been out, all I'm saying is that it can be frustrating when colleagues just take it easy. And, and as if, you know, you know but, but the private sector for it to respond quickly and create jobs and to get the economy moving, uh, it's speed. The speed at which you the turnaround uh, is quite, quite critical and important here. Mm. Maybe let's take this opportunity as well to uh, pique your interest in and, and sh- hear your thoughts on the objectives that are being achieved by the Motti Group. Uh, and again, I guess when you joined this business just shy of two years ago, there was a lot of questions and some criticism around um, oh, yeah. its operations <laughs> and some headlines, right, uh, regarding operations yeah. in Zimbabwe specifically. Uh, and oh, maybe no, you can clarify those. And more than that, further expand on uh, where Motti Group is expanding into at the moment and opportunities that you're pursuing as a business. 
Look, currently, I mean, there are clear separation, you know, in terms of our Zimbabwe and South African operations. I mainly look after our South African operations. Um, uh, you know, quietly, <laughs> quietly what I'm doing, I mean, for instance, I, uh, we acquired uh, about, you know, around 14, 50% of Choppy's retail, you know, you know Botswana-based retail company, both listed here and in, in Botswana. Uh, you know, we obviously want to make be a significant player in the in the retail space, and and I sit in that board of Chop is currently trying to really make make sure that that the group you know has got you know, significant interest in, in the in the in, in the retail space is felt, and, and if it means at some point as part of our plans bringing bringing uh, you know Chop is back into South Africa, we, we should and we will we will obviously want to forge partnership moving forward with your shop right checkers, with your pick and pay and others inspire etc but the reality is one to play a bigger role in the space and, and i'm leading that effort currently and the one thing quite because we decided not to go in negative for us we and, and by pri- our private you don't mean that there's anything to hide right maybe we need to clarify no, no, that don't no no when i say private i'm just, I'm just saying you know we want to do things let me the results must be seen you know mm. it must be an announcement that says oh majority choppies is, is the rich multi-group owns choppies as an example, you know, you want to be able to 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 be able one day wake up and say we we are big in the property space, uh, you know, consolidate our property portfolio, which we are doing currently. We've got various properties, uh, you know, and that that uh, that we that we looking looking at, um, and and consolidate those into into a very into a force that we, that you know that, that can be reckoned with. The Zimbabwe operations are doing well, uh, you know, you know that's led by Zunaid, of course, and Mr. Moti. In, you know, in terms of the Chrome operations, we, we also we also thinking that uh, you know uh, in our relationship in, in, in the PGM space, we want to consolidate that and expand that further. And, and we are again doing that. When I say quite, I'm just saying we want to get out of the public space, but just do things that can create jobs, which we are doing mm-hmm. things that can be impactful in terms of the economy, uh, South African economy, and also being you know a recognised taxpayer who contributes to the fiscal in a way that it can be recognized. So I think for me, uh, you know, it's been a learning curve, of course, but there's much more that we, uh, we are doing and there's much more that we're looking at. So uh, what is the space? Uh, good things are coming our way. And, and we think all I can say is that we, we, we want to be a force to be reckoned with in the private sector in South Africa. And of course, mm. we've, got a, we've, got a, we've got a win. Something that we have not done as yet uh, fully is, is our whole, uh, you, know, uh, you know, African hero project. We've been, we talked about it. We are currently engaged with various players in South Africa talking and trying to see what's the best way of delivering, both on the health front and on the education front, because we think we've got a solution uh, that if, uh, when we are ready to engage with the South African authorities, in particular Department of Health, and say we, we want to bring a health solution, a containerized health solution to deep, deep rural areas want to partner with rural areas and, and have an affordable way that um, the system is just another area. Again, on the education space, we think we can do more. We have to talk to the Department of Education. These are two projects that are of very close to my heart because if you think about it, uh, with my background being in the public service for 23 years, uh, you know, that on its own has got a direct social impact in terms of how to improve the livelihoods of uh, rural people the people in rural areas and, and on the education and health fund because these are the key two main areas 
that we think we can make meaningful intervention. And we are busy cooking that. It's taking a little bit of time because it's not as easy as we thought in terms of a financing model that you want to come up with, including key partnerships that you want to have with other key players already who have shown interest and discussions are ongoing. But I can say that Mm. good things are still coming our way and I think one has to be patient in really growing the business to to be a force that that has to be because there is potential there that we can do well in, in that area. Definitely. Uh, And I'm glad that you touch on that because we're obviously aware that this is an election year uh, and uh, the intersection of politics and economics typically is uh, highlighted at this kind of juncture. But more than that, we can't lose track of the social impact, which you've alluded to slightly, but I'm hoping to get your closing thoughts on this specifically. Mr. Mokhojane, you've worked in the fortunate position to be both in the public sector and the private sector at global and local institutions. What you've had the fortunate opportunity of observing is the requirement of talent. And that appears to be something that we haven't harnessed efficiently in a country like South Africa. And I'm keen to understand in order to rebuild the economy to where it needs to be, whether it be public sector reforms or the investment that needs to hit the ground from the private sector. What are your observations on the kind of skills that we need to invest in our people to make sure that they can propel our economic performance forward? Look, uh, you're correct. I mean, I've, I've worked, I've worked, you know, with international institutions. I've, I've partnered with various people. I've engaged at various level internationally. The, the reality is that South Africans we lack know-how, and I'm saying that with all of the humility that one can think of. Uh, know-how is critical. One of the economists, leading economists that Harvard did as, as part of his own studies in South Africa, mentioned this a few years ago and said, "We need know-how. We have to have the humility to say." Can we ask of assistance someone to actually get to, to, to understand some of the bases that we do? You know, let me, let me divert a little bit and say, people think that the Treasury colleagues just woke up one day and just become what they were. No. Mm-hmm. We recognized early days in the 90s, late, late to late 90s, and say we need know-how. Most people went out to Harvard, went to LSE, went to Duke University, etc., and study and learn from, you know, in particular, I in particular was part of the group that went to Harvard to really sit and understand what we did. So, and after that, what we did at the time in the Treasury, um, you know, we, 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 had, we had people coming who had knowledge of how to run a Treasury of a Treasury of a country. They came, they stayed with us for four, five years, and we, you know, sucked a lot of information from them between 1999 and 2004 in understanding exactly what we need to do. And, and then we emerged. 10, 10 years later, you still have a strong treasury because the pipeline of building know-how was there. So what do I mean? If you look at the broader context, I mean, our challenge is infrastructure, uh, delivery of major infrastructure. We have know-how, but we are losing, slowly losing that know-how, Google, to the Middle East, to all these big companies, the know-how that we had, in, in the armament industry, if you look at Daniel, for instance, all of those people that had the know-how have moved somewhere else. If you look at the municipalities and the deteriorating state of municipalities, the water infrastructure, the road infrastructure, when you mm-hmm. go to the fund that there are no qualified, proper water engineers, electrical engineers, civil engineers, in some of the smaller municipalities or secondary cities that understand and have the necessary knowledge. So I think for me, uh, you know, uh, you know, just being humble enough to say, can someone help us? Help us understand things, help us uh, manage things, and help us or teach us 
how to do certain things. Firstly, that's the first point of call I would make to say there's a lot. If our financial services sector is strong, I would say if we compare ourselves with the rest of the world, we've always cluttered ourselves and say our financial our market is resilient, financial markets are resilient. That is again know how that people had to learn over the years. There mm-hmm. we are strong, but that's not good enough. We need project management skills, we need delivery in terms of infrastructure, big low, low, I mean big infrastructure that, that, that you know people who know these things can come and, and, and help us with. We are accepted. Being 30 years in our case is not good enough. We are a young democracy. Those of us who have been in the system uh, from the 90s, when, when after this new democracy, you know, are slowly getting out of the system and uh, either retiring or joining the private sector. But we need strong people who obviously will come and, uh, and assist. And let's not be shy. Let's not be shy of getting and, 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 and calling all of those who've been around, who've been there, we did that in the Treasury. I mean, the history of the Treasury is quite, and I'll always refer to it because I saw a model that worked. When, yes. after 1994, the then management of the Treasury, you know, the Fetcher at the time, uh, Maria Ramos, Trevor Manuel, etc., they didn't, they, they didn't just start by firing those people who had experience. They embraced them. Most of mm-hmm. them, of course, you can imagine they were white Afrikaner male. They were embraced. And I can tell you, with the experience that we learned from them, in particular, there was a gentleman that nobody knows in South Africa called Johan Rilenez. Johan mm. used to run the manage, cash management of the South African government for 40 years. I had to look up to Johan for assistance in terms of teaching us how to run assets liability management. And Yuko uh, Dutuit was one of those people. Uh, Jan Hattin now is still in the system, soon he'll retire. These are people that I think we embraced at the time. You know, the, you know the, 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 the new, uh, you know, 1994 dispensing did not kick them out. Let's not be shy of calling those who are obviously, uh, you know, passionate enough and patriotic enough uh, and who have got know-how to come and assist yeah. in municipalities. Let, let's do that. So, and we shouldn't be shy. I and mean, actually, it's not a matter of being black and white here. It's a matter of trying to make it work, making this country work. And there are many models of getting that to work, including, of course, New emerging young, uh, you know, people who who are smart, and then they've proven themselves. You must also, you know, they must also be humble enough to know that they must learn, because know-how for me is important in experience. Hundred percent. Such a pleasure speaking to you this evening, uh, Mr. Mokhojane. Really appreciate the information and insight you've shared with us, and walking us through a journey of uh, the public sector finances and where we are in our fiscal position, how it positions opportunities for the private sector, and most importantly, how we as citizens and uh, corporate uh, participants uh, in terms of economic activity need to pay it forward through skills transfer, skills development, and of course, just uplifting the talent pool we have in our yes. country in order to propel the growth going forward. Thank you so much for your time. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.